I was such a nerd, man. I like I turned down a cheerleading scholarship to FSU because I was like, no, 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 I want to study biosystems engineering. Really? Got, yeah, dude, I'm such a nerd, man. I really am. Like people are like, wait, what? It's crazy, you know. So you were really good at school. Um. I mean, I you know, I did, I, I, I You can flex it. Uh, yeah. yeah. No, I, I was never the straight A. I was like the high B, but okay. I was like a solid high yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you and like my legs. But I really love that because that shit don't make me true. Hey guys, welcome back to the Millennial Mentality Podcast. I am your host, Nick Agnelli, here with my co-host, Peter Price, and our guest today, Cassie Moore. What yeah. up? Yes. So Cassie is a producer and an artist based in West Palm, but uh, her music travels waves beyond that. Um, on Spotify, I saw today you have uh, songs produced that have over 200,000 streams. I do. So congratulations yeah. on that. Thank That's you. amazing. Thank you. Um, and honestly... You know, Pete knows a little bit about Cassie. I don't know anything really about Cassie at all. So I'm super excited to get into your story and hear about how you became the person you are today. Yeah, uh, no. Thanks, guys, for having me. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, been a, it's been a journey. <laughs> yeah. Pete's seen it from... Pete knew me back in my, like, corporate days. Yeah. So he's like, wait, what? Cassie's <laughs> in music now? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. It was such a, such a, like, seamless transition, yet, like totally off the wall at the same time you know what I mean <laughs> so to, to, to break that down a bit um talk to me I know we had just talked before you know recording about your recent past but talk to me about your initial past where you're born and raised and kind of how how that all came together yeah as a kid yeah cool yeah I um I so I was born in Ohio okay and I moved to Atlanta in the fourth grade so I say I'm from Atlanta I went to high school in Atlanta okay. grew up in Atlanta and, you know, it's crazy because music was always a part. Uh, music is such a part of the culture in Atlanta. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, you know, coming coming from it, coming from the industry at the age that I am, like I was I was in Atlanta, in the thick of Atlanta, like during the whole hip hop, you know, birth of Atlanta. So it was like back in the days where they had like the the street festival called Freak Nick. I don't know if you guys are familiar. Freak Nick. Freak Nick. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is it's that? crazy. It's crazy. So I'll, I'll I'll give you a little like Atlanta history. So Atlanta, you know, now is predominantly inside the city limits. It's all it's all African. It's all black, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, back in the day, what happened is it just kind of exploded, and and the culture way back in the day was you know you had a lot of the kids in Atlanta, like living in the suburbs, would go down to Destin for spring break, okay. right? And, and you know, go down to spring break. And and what happened was, uh, I think it was Morehouse College that, that started the whole kind of phenomenon in Atlanta. And it was like all the kids from Morehouse who were in school and, you know, when you're in college, you can't, you know, you can't, you know, you can't always just yeah. go down to Destin, right? So it was like when spring break rolled around, it was like all the kids at Morehouse were like, oh man, you know, what are we going to do? And that, that was around the era of, um, uh, super freak. Remember that song? Super freak. Yeah. Yeah. Super freak. Yeah. Yeah, super freak. And, and so what happened was it Morehouse, you know, students kind of, said, hey, you know, spring break week, let's just stay here and have a huge picnic and we'll call it Freaknik. It was like the super, <laughs> super yeah, freak sick. picnic, right? Okay. 
And it started off as that, and then it turned into like a like a street thing where people hopped in the cars, and it was like you know it was like who can play their music the loudest. <laughs> it's just like you know it was, and it became in this like culture in Atlanta to the point where the city would then shut down the streets for Freaknik and Freaknik mm. was like an entire week and it, it was just crazy. It was like a street party. Right. Wow. Really? And it was, um, you know, ludicrous and like all T.I. Guys, back T. in those days. T.I. Okay. back in the day yeah. and all those guys, it was like, it just became a thing. And what happened was words started to get out. And so you had a lot of that culture coming in from South Carolina, from Alabama. It was like, dude, where are we going to go for the week of spring break? We're going to go to Atlanta. And then it just started. And so it was just kind of like this explosion of hip hop music in Atlanta. And it became like a culture. And it was so cool because I was literally in Atlanta. I mean, I remember not being able to go downtown because the streets were blocked off, you know, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's Freaknik. How old are you at this time? I'm 43. No, 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 no. I'm saying at that time. Oh, at that time? You look great for 43. I but, no, but anyway. I know. Thank you. No, I'm, I'm so honest about my age. I don't um, Yeah, no, I was I was in high school. Okay, I was so you're young. Yet. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, we were, I was like 16, 17, like okay. just just driving yep. and going down to Destin with my friend, like spring break, uh, Panama City. Mm-hmm. You so know? you were a rebel. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean I was all I was like the good girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, I I, ne- I I've never wanted to miss a good party. <laughs> so <laughs> what was the culture behind Freaknik? Was it a uh, a rap culture, kind of an everything? Was there an alternative band? No, I mean, was it, was, it it was hip hop. Okay. I mean, I, you know, there was like the grunge scene in Atlanta yeah. with like 311 yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, like rock like um Oh my God, like live and uh, smashing pumpkins. Yeah. And, you know, there was that vibe, but then there was, uh, there was like the hip hop vibe. So, anyway, my point with all of that is just growing up in Atlanta, it's like music was always just a part of all of us. You know what I mean? It was like, what concert are we going to this week? Because there's so much going on music wise. Yeah. So it's crazy. And it drove that into your soul. I mean, that was, that was that yeah. your initial passion. And then, yeah, it's crazy. And then getting out of high school, what path did you go down? How did you kind of decide that? Yeah. So I got out of high school and I was like, okay, well, you know, I want to study what I, I, I want to make money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so music was never on my radar. Cause I was like, you know, I'm going to study finance. I'm going to study engineering. I went to school, I got a BS in finance, got my engineering degree, and I was like, you know, um, I... It's, I was a double major. I was such a nerd, man. I like I turned down a cheerleading scholarship to FSU because I was like, no, no, no. I want to study biosystems engineering. Really? Yeah, <laughs> dude. I'm such a nerd, man. That's I funny. really am. Like people are like, wait, what? Like, it's crazy, you know. So you were really good at school. Um. I mean, I don't. You know, I just, I, I, I You was, can flex uh, it. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I was never the straight A. I was like the high B, but okay. I was like a solid high yeah, B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> consistent with those Bs. I was yeah. Consistent. Yeah. Um. So anyway, but uh. But yeah. So when I graduated college, I was like, okay, well, you know, I, I've got. I want to get like the Wall Street job, yeah. and you know, but at the same time, it was like every spare minute I had, I was writing music you know, list going to concerts, like music has been a part of me from day one. It's crazy. So we're going to talk about your career because I think musicians, all of our careers are so crazy, but musicians yeah. in, in partic- particular, you're going down such a 
path unknown. You really have no clue where it's going to take you, right? Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. But it's always a crazy discussion for me because, right, there's there's the reasonable path. You're a good student. You're a nerd. Yeah. You like studying, right? And then there's the, I can't wait to stop this so I can go listen to music. I can go produce music. I can, yeah. I can be around it. I can live in it. So wild. What would you tell to someone that was 22 years old who's really good at school, right? And they're going to get their straight A's or high B's and get a, get a degree, but they cannot stop thinking about that. What would you tell them? Follow your passion. Okay. Follow your heart. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's so crazy. If I could, if I could go back to my old self, if I had started producing music years ago, forget about it. Yeah. I mean, like I, I've had people in the industry go, God, you should have been doing this 10 yeah. years ago. And I'm like, you know, I just I, like, I hesitated. I never, I never actually like believed in myself enough with music because it just, there was this generalization that, Oh, anybody who goes into music isn't going to make it. Right. Right. It's like trying to grow up and be a major league baseball player because you've been yeah. playing little league your whole life. You know, the odds are very slim. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, you know, and honestly, part of part, you know, what's so funny is, you know, people around people around town specifically, like when I st- when I made the transition, I was like, OK, I know myself and I know I know what I'm doing. Right. And I went into music. It was like people around town were like, what is she doing? Like, and so at what point in your life was it that you made that transition from being, you know, focused oh, more on school to music to your thing? It was after 40. Really? really? I was 40 years old. So you went corporate for like. For 16 I've been years? I've been in wealth management until two years ago. Really? Really? Yeah. It's crazy. And so what flipped the switch? So honestly, it was like I literally, I literally was like, you know, I love this. Mm-hmm. I, I knew I had a calling for it. And um I had heard, you know, and Pete knows this, when you live in a small town, you hear everything, everything comes back to you. Right. And so I had heard somebody was like, oh, you know, Cassie could never do music. That's crazy. And I was like, you know what? That was it for me. I was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to show because what I want to do is inspire people. You know, people think, oh my God, I'm 35. My life is over. Like I can't do that. It's like, no, 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 no. You can do whatever you want to do yeah. on this planet. And for me, it was like with music, everybody just assumed, oh, Cassie just woke up one day and was like, oh, I'm going to be a singer. You know, mm-hmm. that'll be interesting. Let's see how false she felt. And what they don't realize is I'm literally doing this to help people like them, yeah. to show them, hey, guys, you know what? As much as you say I can't do it, look, all of us can make music. Mm-hmm. You know, I may not be a singer. Maybe I wasn't given that gift, but that does that mean I can't produce something that people want to listen to? Yeah. And it was like, and it's never too late to pursue it. It's never too late to pursue it. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. The only thing I can do is just go do it. Yeah. And then be like, guys, look, you can do it too. Right. You know what I mean? It's like there's this societal set of rules that no one ever wrote. No one really knows, but there's a set of rules. And I find that a lot of people that go down their own paths or are entrepreneurs or artists or anything, they're kind of rule breakers, right? So they think that that there's this invisible cage that society puts around you. Like if I, if I go to a bar and I'm talking to a random person, I say, yeah, I'm an accountant. They're going to kind of shake their head. If you say, yeah, I'm a music producer, 
they're going to kind of stop and, and go back because it kind of is outside the rules. It's outside the gate, right, right of what they know and what's kind of normal. The norm. Right. Yeah, so that's, that's why crazy. there's so many kickback and feedback and everyone has a fucking opinion when you go outside the rules, you go outside the gates and the norm and you kind of run your own path. You know, the corporate lifestyle, the the safe lifestyle and it's no hate on that some people are live the happiest lives living that lifestyle but for someone who's kind of a natural rule breaker and wants to create their own path and write their own path you have to jump that fence you have to get outside of it because you're going to be caged in your entire life 100 percent. and a lot of people feel like there is no getting outside of it but when you hear that voice creeping in your head every fucking day like it probably was for you for 16 years every day you go home you're like this isn't what i'm meant to do this is not what i'm mean to do i get a paycheck i get a 401k nice insurance what the fuck does that mean if if i die with a nice 401k sick you know yeah i guess my grandkids could go to community college like you know awesome But that doesn't fulfill anything, you know? Right. Um, so what was the point, the, the sharp point when you said, fuck this, I'm done with the corporate job, I need to run my own path? When you yeah. put the fit, foot in the sand and you pivoted. Yeah, so it's cra- it, was, it was April of 2020. It's funny how you know the exact day, right? It, it's, it's usually I like know, that. I, you know, I know it to yeah. the day. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'll, I'll refrain from saying, but yeah, no, it was April of 2020. And, um, I think it was like the 22nd, it was, it was like April 22nd or something, but I had, I, so I left, I officially left. My, it was 420. She doesn't want to say it, but it was 420. <laughs> what? So smoked no, a fatty. Know, right? No just, way. Four, 420 I'm just I just cool. made that up. I'm just kidding. Four, I'm just no, kidding. 420 would have been cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, nice. yeah, I know. Right. Um, no, so it, it literally was April of 2020. And it was one of these things where I had, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to drop a single. I was still in my corporate job. Mm-hmm. Right. Went to a strip club? You what? You went to a strip club? You dropped single. No, I was still in my, no, no, no. no. I, was still my yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> I was still in my corporate job and I was like, ah. She did say she won't turn down a good yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going to let go of my good solid career yeah, until, yeah, into, until I just kind of like, let me, let me put a couple singles out and see right. what happens. Okay. Right? I mean, I think that's the best position to be in too. <laughs> like when you don't have to literally jump ship. And oh, you're talking song singles. Yeah. Song? Oh my <laughs> God. I'm on the money spectrum here. I'm thinking like, is she teasing people with like money? Like, I went down the stripper fucking path, and then he's talking music. Okay, I've never gone down that path. Okay, listen, no judgment, no judgment. That's a path I could never do. Yeah, listen, modeling and dance. Fuck the money they make. I might be out there next year. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm all set with that. Um, Okay, so you dropped a few singles. I did. I I put some music out, and I was like, let me just see what happens. And you know, I mean, people in my office were like. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Did nobody at the office know this side of you? Like, it was a complete. No, I mean they were learning because I was like, "Hey guys, I, I, so, I, so, hey, check my song yeah. out." And they're like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah. You know. And um, and then I put I put some music out, and then uh, a friend of mine that's very successful in the music industry was like, "Girl, you can produce a beat," yeah. and I was like. And really? so even those first songs you were building from the ground up yourself, mixing and producing yeah, them? All of it. Yeah. All of it. I wasn't mixing them at the time. I had um I had a guy in Atlanta that was mixing. Okay. So I produced it, sent it up to him. He'd mix and master, send it back to me. This was before now I work with Lou Diaz down in uh, or up in Atlanta. He's he's a Miami guy though. But um 
Lou does my mixing and Mike Fuller does my mastering. But, um, but yeah, no, prior, prior to meeting Lou or encountering Lou, um, I was having a guy up in Atlanta. And how did you learn the stuff that you were doing? You know, the producing that you'd, yeah, like, yeah, you, yeah, I, I, I dove in, yeah. I flew up to New York. Um, I was in the studio in New York. I was like, okay, I, I, I it was like walking in the studio and it was like, Hey guys, so I want to, I want to make my own music. Yeah. What, like, where the fuck do I start? How did that's you end exactly up in the studio? What it, that's exactly what it was. Um, a friend of mine, I, I was calling around, I was asking people and he was like, Oh, you know, Cassie, we've got, like, I might be able to slide you in if it's not booked, mm. but it'll be like middle of the night. And if somebody books it, we got to kick you out. And I'm like, cool, that's fine. Whatever. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, yeah, no, flew up there. Um, and I remember, I remember asking, um, the guys in the studio, I was like, yeah, so, so what software do I need to learn? Yeah. Right. And they're like, well, you know, well, you know, we use pro tools, but it's, it's real advanced. You know, I, I would suggest maybe starting off on logic. And I was like, they don't fucking know me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, okay, you, you work with pro tools. I was like, pro tools, pro tools it is. <laughs> <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> so I did, I just dove into pro tools and just started playing and just, you know what I mean? I mean, it's like music is crazy, but it's so funny. Like my whole, I realized my whole life, like when I listen to music, it's like most people listen to the lyrics, yeah. like the, the vocals, right? Like what, what is, what are they singing? For me, it's, I, my brain, I don't even hear the words. My, my brain is dissecting, you know, oh, what, oh, that's a cool, they use that hi-hat. Oh, we've got, you know, oh, you're a surgeon. Of, like, yeah, I'm a you're surgeon. surgeon. Yeah, I'm list, I'm deconstructing the music in my head. So it's like. I've been thinking like a producer my whole life. You know what I mean? And now, and then I'll listen to it again and get the vocals. It's crazy. (laughs) I think what you're doing and and how you're doing it, like you said from the beginning, it's going to empower people to follow that same path. And I think that's really one of your whys is, is to be able to show people that. Yeah. Tell me on a, on a female um, spectrum, breaking in that barrier as a female producer and, and, and really pushing through to becoming a name. I feel like for a while, all you heard was male producers, male producers, male producers. It's still like that, and, by the way. And, and it probably so is, you know, because you know, it, yeah. it, it's an industry that's been around for so long. And now with the way and the, and the times are changing, these females, amazing producers are coming in yeah. and just are getting known for that work. Do you feel like there's been a lot of hurdles along the path because of that? Do you feel like there's been a lot of roadblocks? What's that you know, path been like? Yeah, no, good question. Um, I I will say this. I don't feel, I don't feel hurdles because I, I do my own thing. Mm. Right. Which is liberating. So running your own race. Yeah. So we, um, I'm an independent artist. I'll never sign to a major label. Um, I, I like lo- that. I don't know exactly what that That's means, a bullsh- but I hear a yeah. lot of my favorite rappers say that, so yeah. I respect that. Indep- I respect independent that. Independent means you're, you don't, I, I answer. You make your own Like decisions. Macklemore. I know Macklemore was Macklemore? In, yeah, Macklemore's yeah. independent. He's never signed. You know what? When you, when you are independent, you answer to no one. But I'm going to press you a little bit. You yes. don't think if someone comes up to you with that fat check, that generation what's changing money. What's the number? What's the number, There's Cass? no there's money. There's no number, number to it. it? We'll see. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You'll, you'll, so, so listen, I, I founded my own label. 
Okay. Okay. So casting more music. <laughs> You're the more, one writing the music. checks, not not more taking music. the checks. Yeah. Well, you know, listen. Now coming to me with a check, you know, for the label down the road. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. But right now, in terms of being an artist, absolutely not. There's no there's no check that's big enough because at the end of the day, you know, people 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 don't realize, you know, you sign it's everything. It's, it's a loan. Does everything. it come down to creative control? Is that what you lose it's when you sign? You, well, creative control. You also lose, you know, I mean, depending on your deal, you know, what what kind of cut. Fuck ton of take, money. Right. Yeah. Fuck ton right. of money. I mean, you know, if you drop one of those singles and it blows yeah, up, but you're only making twenty percent. That's right. Yeah, a label is not giving you a gift. Uh, They're giving you the tools in advance. Yeah. In advance, right? They're That's giving you an advance. Yeah. Nice. And they're saying, "Hey, but." We're gonna make sure that you drop ten albums in right. such and such, and we're gonna. They're that fat of deals. I really have no clue about. I mean, this. I, I can't. Each deal is, is different. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. custom and different. You know, I think. I think you know, different artists do. You know, I'm sure different artists negotiate their own deals right. with the labels. But my point is, is that's not where I stand. So it's like, as an independent artist with my own label, independent label. Um, there's there's nothing stopping yeah. us from you know what I mean, and it's it's really cool, and, and so it's kind of like the you know the industry is like wait, what, what? and so yeah. what, what does that bring you having your own label? What, what's like the next move for that, or what does that unlock it's, for you? It's crazy. Well, I mean, like being a female. So so an example going back to your original question, um, you know, I had Spotify UK had reached out to me, and okay. um, you know about a about a Zoom call, right? And it was like, you know, that's so interesting. Like, why, why me of all people? You know what I mean? And they said, you know, it was like, of all of the artists out there, the music that we listen to, I don't know if you guys knew this, but only 20% of the music that we listen to are female. Okay. 20% of all artists out there are female. So 80% of the music that we listen to are male artists. Why do you think that is? I don't know. Probably Blind just confidence. decades and de- yeah, I don't know. It's so crazy. I mean, I think it's I think it's gradually changing, right? It is, and and not not this isn't to combat that exact comment, but do you feel like in today's day and age, if you want to do something, you could accomplish it? I feel that way. You oh know? yeah, no, it's the I, culture I feel like, is different. Yeah, you know, it might be, but to be honest, someone gets fucking canceled today if there is prejudice. So I, yeah. I you know, even like. You know, it, here's my thing. I understand in the past there have been major hurdles, and yeah. I, I, I'm a white male. Shit, I don't know, you know, what anyone else has dealt with in their lives. But I feel like in today's world, in our society here in the United States, in the free world, you can fucking do anything you want. Yeah, you know? no, it's so true. You know, and you could use that as an excuse, like I'm a female, I can't produce. You know, yeah. it's only male producer. You know, I have a twenty percent a chance of of being a female artist. So fuck it, I'm not going to start in the oh, first dude, place. It's an edge. Yeah. I mean, listen, I look at that as, oh, okay, this is awesome. A thousand percent. Yeah. And so it was like, you know, they're like, oh, okay. So, so they look at me as, okay, she's a female artist, but then to strip it back even further, they said, you know, of music producers, only 2.3 or 2.8%, two, just over 2% of producers are female. Wow. So, and then to strip it back even more to also be a female label owner, we don't, we don't know anyone, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, it's, it's not, not that it's an anomaly, but it's kind of like, you know, listen, Hey, 
I, you know. You can do it. Now, yeah. when you hear that statistic, yeah. are you, and this this will help anyone realize that if you're going to make it, this is what you have to think like. When you hear that statistic, does it fire you up or say, fuck this, I can't do it? Oh, God, no. It fires me up. I'm yeah, like, you got to use that fuel. Like, <laughs> like both my, my dad's girlfriend. Listen, both my dad's girlfriend and my mom just started really cute small businesses. And yeah. they're, they're hitting roadblocks and they're starting out. And it's so funny you said when you first created songs that you went to like your corporate peers and was like, here, listen to this. It's so funny because when you start something on your own, you, you are like awkward and weird about like presenting it. You don't know how it's going to be taken. It's terrifying. Pete with his first tattoo, me with my first house, you with your first song. You don't know how it's going to be taken, right? Yeah. Again, you have to have that blind confidence to be like, hey, either you like it or you hate it. Either way, I'm still going to keep doing what I'm going to do. 100, yeah. But you have to realize that people are going to have that opinion and that it'd be cool for you to like it sick, but I'm going to continue keeping doing what I'm doing. And that leapfrogs to that exact point. I hear 2.4% of producers are female. I'm running full speed towards that. You know, yeah. I'm not going to let that be a roadblock that just pushes me further towards my goal. 100. Um, and, and people need to realize those type of characteristics. Sometimes your goals aren't far away from you, but what you're doing and the way you're getting there is what's stopping you before you even take that leap. You know, you're defeating yourself before you even get there. So nice. realize, you know, uh, not any one of us, you know, either our two hosts or a guest that come on is going to have the total package, right? And we're all working on ourselves. Yeah. But realize the, these these great characteristics of these people who are doing successful things take those tidbits and then put those into your lives right because it's so important so true yeah it's a good way of putting it now to rewind a little bit tell me a little bit about the personal cassie you know you you had that time of um you know being the corporate cassie and living that lifestyle Tell me about your home life you know what was it like when you moved from atlanta to here and give me all that backstory yeah 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 um you know, it's crazy. I, I mean, I moved down here. Nothing really changed about my home life apart from, yeah. you know what I mean? Like my, my work was all still the same. I, you know, I looked at my, my job, my career in finance as a job. You know what I mean? I went to the office. I came home. I went to the bar at night. I hung out with my friends on the weekends. You know what I mean? When I transitioned into music, different ball game. And that's how I knew I was doing what I meant I was meant to do because now it's like the passion is so fierce that it's like, you know, it's seven days mm. and, did, and that's cool. You know, I'm did you become a different me. person as Cassie? Do you feel like, I feel like, I feel like it's not that I became a different person, but my priorities shifted. You know what I mean? Okay. It was like, it was like, okay, I could, I could go out to the bar tonight. Right. I still, I still have to do that. Like we all have to unwind. Right. But <clears throat> instead of doing a Saturday and Sunday, like binge, binge, right. I've, I'm going to hit the studio because dude, I could, I could, we could make a hit song today or, or pitch something to, to an artist. So it's, it's, you know, you just, uh, you get excited to get into the studio. Like I am obsessed with music. Yeah. I'm obsessed with making music. And I think, I think it's, you know, in the music industry there, it's, you do not succeed, I believe, if you're not fully obsessed with it. You know what I mean? Because it takes the hustle is so freaking hard, man. Yeah. It's like the hustle is real. 
in the music industry. You if know what I mean? If it's not something you love, you're not going to make it through the No, hills. and if you don't have the hustle, it's like, oh my God, it's like, it's it has you have to have the hustle yeah. to make yeah. it. You know what I mean? And you don't have hustle about things that you're not passionate about. Right. right? right. So it's like, it's like you would, you know, your business and uh-huh. you, would, you know what I mean? It's like, it's so again, it's, it just goes back to what are you passionate about? Exactly. And that's what you should do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now you two met at Kuchina. Kuchina. Yeah. What's Kuchina? Cause you yeah, were, it had to be. yeah. Cause you were managing. Right. Pete's the nicest what? dude. I'm gonna tell you right now. He's pretty sick. Like, yeah, he's pretty sick. I'm gonna t- I, I even I gas even, him up. I no, I'm, no I, literally, I literally I even told I think it was Trish. I don't even know who it was. Yeah. I was like, dude, I miss Pete. Oh. Like I I love. I mean, Alex is great. You know, yeah. they're they're all. I mean, everybody's amazing. But I'm like, oh my god, I miss. It's yeah, we. Uh, when did you come to Palm Beach? What year was that? God, I think it was 2000. It was 20. 16, I think. Uh, that was Suit Pete right Yeah, there. I mean, those were probably the early days. That was old Kachina before the renovations, right? Old Kachina. Yeah, so I was a jit. Was I was probably 19, 20, 21. Old Kachina. Yeah, but he was so, like, on point, man. Thank you. Like, yeah. I loved that job. When I had it, I loved that job, especially at that age. You worked age. your ass off, too. I worked yeah. a lot. <laughs> I, but at that time, it was something I was passionate yeah. about, you know? At that point yeah. in my life, I thought I was going to open my own... Kuchina. Version of Kuchina yeah. one day. You yeah, know? I was just trying yeah. to soak it all in, absorb everything I could, learn yeah. everything I could. And obviously, like, that passion sort of phased out after a while of just slaving away for years and years. That but industry is so hard. Without man. that experience, I wouldn't be who I am today, you know? So no, I'm always grateful yeah. for it. But those were good times. You were such a good... He, he did a fucking fire job. At, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. He was such funny. a he good, good manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good gig throwing the party. It wasn't yeah, the worst yeah, job yeah, yeah. ever, you know? That shit <laughs> was fun. Dude, Once I got the I club cannons and I was just the smoke yeah, gun guy, yeah, that shit was yeah. great. You know? They could, you guys could not pay me to do that job. Are you kidding me? I feel like we yeah, probably yeah, come on. I look at Rachel. I, I, I mean, I tell Rachel this all the time. I'm like, girl. Better than better you than me. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel kills it in that role. Dude, she does a good she does, job. She does. One night that I'll never forget with you, Cassie, is uh, and this was not in the early stages of Kachina. This was like right around the time that I was leaving Kachina. Um, but you, I think we're promoting a new song or something that you had just dropped and you came in with a hat on that had like an LED front part of the hat and it was like a a marquee display. I don't know how it worked, but it said like Cassie Moore music across your hat. But we like, had, you know, not like it just said Cassie Moore yeah, music, but it was an electric panel that just had like the, like the sports sense. Yeah, we changed, you know? we changed it to, to Kachina's D's Nuts. Wow. Yeah, that sounds we about had right. D's Nuts and then we had like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, Sucka, whatever. We kept changing it. Guys yeah, yeah. were like, wait, what? Yeah, Cassie, you're not a tall girl by any means, but I could see you as soon as you walked in the front door of Kachina and I'm up in the DJ booth with my smoke gun. He's like, you could see that like, hat coming charging through the crowd. Yeah, yeah. Just bopping up and down. I'll never forget that. <laughs> That's like my last. Oh yeah, man! I memory. lived in front of the D. I mean, listen, we were talking about we were talking about Bismarck, and I were like, dude, where did we meet? We yeah. we actually figured it out. We actually met in Wellington. Okay. Years ago, but originally we thought we met at Kachina. Yeah. I'm like, dude, many people have. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. the spot. So you, were you a Kachina regular, or were, I mean, did you? Yeah. yeah. I would say yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Well, you know, when I met Pete, I was living up on the North End, and I had, like, the party house. It was was me by myself. Well, actually, no, I think Alan was living with me. I don't even remember. But, yeah, no, it was like I rented one of the rooms out to friends, you know what I mean? And we we was, yeah. I mean, I can't even tell you how many nights we walked home from Kachina. As as a bar manager, what describes a regular 
<laughs> you you know every staff member by their first name? Yeah, I mean, I think it varies, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that definitely probably qualifies you, but it's not yeah. like the uh, prerequisite, you know. Because okay. there's yeah. definitely regulars who only know, like, their bartender, you know. Or, Very like, specific regulars. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, only know me, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I don't yeah. know, it's just, it, it varies. Um, <laughs> but, you know, someone that is a right, it, it's exactly what it says. Someone that yeah, comes yeah. to the bar regularly and goes above and beyond to, you know, make a friendship That's with right. the staff. Yeah. Which really, if the staff is doing their job, it should be easy. You know, like, we're meeting yeah. regulars every day is the goal is to just make friends with the people that come in, and then yeah. hopefully they become regulars. That's, that's right. That's how it works. Cucina is a great vibe, though. I totally understand. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah. They, and they do such a great job. Ned's done a really good job. Do you still live on the island? I don't. No, okay. I, I was renting that house up on the north end. Okay. No, listen, I mean, part of going into music was, like, scaling back my life, yeah. too. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, people don't I mean... They don't really. I, I listen. I was I was divorced and living up on living in Palm Beach at the time was kind of like I looked at it as a business investment because I was in wealth management, right? Yeah. So a lot of my neighbors became clients yeah. of mine, right? Right. And in, <clears throat> a lot of wealth me, out there. Yeah. Well, I mean, it made sense at the time for me to invest the money. To, you know what I mean? And then, and then it's like, you know, when you're not in wealth management anymore, it's like, well, you know, number one, I can't afford to live up, you know what I mean? Right, most and expensive pursue, real estate in the world, yeah. Dude, it was retarded, yeah, especially yeah. when you're renting. I yeah, mean. Yeah. Insane, yeah. It was insane. So I was like, I could have bought a house yeah, by yeah, now, yeah. right? I used to live on the island as well. Did you? Uh, oh, yeah, you did. right above Kachina. So like you two did. doors down from- Are you shitting me? I swear to God, yeah. but it's not as glamorous as it sounds. I'm sure it's not, that. yeah. Listen to this. So Wait, it was, is that where Chris lived? No. Who, uh, who's living there now? Okay, so Chris does live right above Kachina, um, but not in the same unit that I used to live in. I think okay. he's like one more door- He's closer to Kachina than I was. I was like three doors down from Kachina. So you hear just straight bumping at 12 o'clock at night? Well, I was at Kachina at 12 o'clock at night, so it didn't matter to me. Okay, know? okay. By the time I get home, Kachina's closed because I closed it. You know okay, I mean? yeah, 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 So it didn't matter. The noise was not an issue. It was really nice to be able to, like, fucking stumble home yeah, yeah. Um, and just be right around the corner. Yeah. But... That was not, like, prime real estate on the island. You know, yeah, I paid, like, 800 bucks a month, I think. But it was probably, like, 250 square feet. <laughs> yeah, literally a room. It was a, a dorm room. room yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No kitchen. Yeah. I had, like, a microwave, a mini fridge, a mini freezer next to that. No shit. And yeah, it was ghetto as fuck. It was in the same building as Kachina? Uh, they're technically attached, yeah. They're, so you make a left on that fucking, uh, the post office street right there's there. There's a yeah, bank yeah, yeah. right there. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. PNC yeah. bank. It was right next to the PNC bank, okay. just next to it. Oh, I know. But there was a time, like, I lived there for probably, like, a year or so. Okay. And for 800 bucks a month, it was solid. You know, I was just content with the location in comparison to work. But maybe halfway through living there, all of a sudden I started hearing little noises in the ceiling and stuff. Oh, rats, get out. Rats. And oh uh, I ignored it at first, right? I was dating a girl at the time and everything. And, like, I heard the noises and I knew she probably heard them too. But I was, nah, it's nothing. Yeah, it was yeah, probably yeah. the neighbor doing some weird shit. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. One night we come home and I walk through the door and I see a fucking mouse scurry across the room and like platform nine and three quarters in Harry Potter. It runs right <laughs> into the corner of a wall and just disappeared. No and way. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I saw it and she even said like, did you just see something? I was like, no, no. What are you talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> oh Whatever. God. We go to no bed that way. night. I hear the noises. I get one of those like sticky traps, you know, like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like a pad that's real fucking sticky. Yeah. I put it right by platform nine and three quarters and that in that corner of the room where I saw it disappear into the wall. You get him? 
I wake up the next morning. There's like 11 mice stuck to the trap. Uh, The trap is just full. There's no more sticky surface. It's all mice. And I was just like, fuck. Like, it's exactly what I thought I heard. No way. And uh, I did that for like a few days. Filled up several traps full of mice. Until then, I called the landlord and I was like, yo, you got to get the fuck over here and do something about this. So they get, uh, like, an exterminator to come over. Stop. He starts cutting a hole in the ceiling, and I'm like, dude, dude, what are you doing? Like, that's where they are, hey. and this is my apartment right here. Like, you're just giving them access. Hey. Like, what are you doing? It's like, no, nah, no, nah, trust me. Cuts a hole in the ceiling, puts a bunch of traps up there, puts the drywall back, and then just puts, like, this screen over it. So I've got, like, a hole cut out in my ceiling. He came back a few days later, collected the traps. I'm like, dude, they're going to be full of fucking mice, but, like, there seems to be an unlimited amount of them. And sure enough, he comes back, all the traps had fucking rats in them, and we just did that until my lease ran out. He kept coming back, like, once a week, placing more traps. He'd come back... It oh was my God, ridiculous. Forget that. So, no living on Palm Beach Island isn't always glamorous. Yeah, you don't say. Um, but oh it was also God. a good experience, I guess. Oh How long God. did you live there for? Like a year. Get the fuck out, Pete. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One rat, I am, I am done. No, yeah. no there's no, many, many rats. Plural. You know they probably ran over you when you were sleeping? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to think that, but... You ever heard, do you remember like being told when you were a kid that while you're sleeping you'll eat like, like ten spiders a fucking year? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. off. You don't believe it though? No chance. I kinda believe I it. And if it happens, I don't wanna believe it. So, so I'm not gonna believe it. Running over my body while I was sleeping and I didn't Probably. Notice, you've never eaten a spider in your sleep. <laughs> this mice and mice. Listen, man. <laughs> I probably did. I don't wanna talk about it though. Yeah. Second you, are you guys the type of sleepers where you'll be sleeping in bed, right? Just about to fall asleep. And you'll hear like a... <laughs> and you'll pop up and be like, what the fuck was that? Right? It's and, funny that you say that. And like, and like, you'll go up, check the bathroom, like look behind the curtain and be like, I found you. And be like, no one's there. You go back to bed. Yeah. And then you'll hear something else. Like the ice will fall from the fridge. Right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, see, that's not me. So JoJo just told like me something. last night that she heard a crazy noise in the middle of the night. She just told me this today. She heard a crazy noise in the middle of the night, and I told you I just acquired a new firearm Correct. yesterday, right? From a friend, and it was given to me for free, which I was stoked about. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, JoJo thought that was sus. She's yeah, like, "Who gives a sus, free but guns, it's okay. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And uh, so she hears this noise in the middle of the night, and she immediately her brain goes to someone must be breaking into the house, which is fair, you know, that's okay. She goes, "I bet it was that free gun. That guy must have gotten it from someone, like stolen it, and then he told them." That we had it, and now they're coming back to get the gun. No chance. And she's like, I didn't go back to bed for hours. And meanwhile, I'm laying right yeah, next to her the yeah, whole yeah. time. All she had to do was wake me up yeah. and be like, hey, did you hear that noise? Or like, do you think the gun is sus? And like, we could have squashed yeah. it immediately. Instead, she oh laid in bed God, like this for like three hours. That's crazy. <laughs> the mine is a fucking the powerful mine is a crazy thing. thing. Crazy right? thing. Dude. That's so, wild. Cassie, back to you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> be, be, before we started. He's far more interesting. I don't know. What he's the world's most that. interesting man. I'm literally <laughs> his like biggest cheerleader. <laughs> I just, I can't wait for me and Pete in 60 years, honestly. Yeah, um, episode 2622. Yeah. <laughs> right? I know, right? Um, so before the podcast, you had discussed that you are divorced and you do have a child. I do. Tell us about that a little bit, you know, yeah, and, 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 yeah, and that yeah. whole story. No, I mean, you know, listen, I, my, me, everything in life happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And so my, my marriage ended for different reasons. He, um, you know, anyway, not, not to like air or whatever, but he, you know, we moved down here kind of for like a fresh start for him, you know, and just a fresh start in general. We knew we wanted to ultimately be in 
Florida. And, um, you know, it was, it was about six months after I got down that, that, you know, I, I just, you know, we went our separate ways and, uh, it, it, you know, it ended up, everything ended up working out. Like it's, it was not this dramatic story, you know, he Good. now, he now is remarried. He's been remarried for a couple years. His <laughs> new wife is wonderful. Love her to death. They're a great couple. Um, I mean, that's kind of great that you can even say that. Oh yeah, no, dude, she's and she's so into her health, which is great. Mm. Keeps him in a good spot, and you know our daughter just bounces back and forth. Like every, it's just very even. They they do their thing, I do mine, and so you know, listen, it's been. I have been a single mom for you know six years. I, I've had I date I dated a a guy you know James Dean for like six months or whatever. I mean I've had I've had not the. James. No, okay, okay. no, his name was James Dean. He, he went by Dean. No, literally his name was James Dean? James Dean Turner. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck. I don't know if I should say that on the podcast. No. We can always bring that out. You say yeah. flame, flame, flurber? Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? James Dean, yeah. Was, we don't need to get into his last name, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Censored. Lame, lame, lurber. Censored. What did you say? Right? <laughs> I mean, and I dated, I mean, listen, you know, dating in Florida is crazy, You don't man. say, it's probably, it's on the island, it's probably times 20. Yeah, Dude, it's, it's like, extreme. listen, I mean, dating down here, it's different than Atlanta, yeah. man. It's like. <laughs> I couldn't imagine. I Atlanta to Palm Beach. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you know, I mean, listen, you're either meeting a guy that's like, oh. Worth well, six billion, you know, he's yeah, like, yeah. Well, he's like, well, why do you work so hard, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Or you're meeting somebody that like is has never worked a day in their has life. Has never worked a day in their life. Has more money than anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's just it's crazy. So or you're or you're meeting someone that's like, hey, you know, I'll buy you a car if you'll be my girlfriend. And it's like, wait, okay, that's not normal. <laughs> See, here's the thing, here's the thing. That's Cassie. a real thing on the Oh, I bet. And here's my caveat to that. Listen. Palm Beach is a crazy place. It's like it's like you know it's, these old, older yeah. men think that you'll be with them because of their money. Yeah, and a lot They're of girls certain. do, but that's not Kathy's vibe. If I'm a single guy, you know, if that was a thing, Pete, you're selling your body. Listen, <laughs> you were sexy, Pete, body. on the island for a while. That never got proposed to you once. Paid enough. That never got proposed to you once? No, 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 no MILF ever walked in and said, I want you tonight. No, a sugar mama? Yeah. I would have taken it probably. That's like, what I'm saying, you know, so. manager at Kachina. That's right. That's as far as it ever went. No money was ever discussed. It, that was it. It was just, who's that guy? Wow. Who's that guy? With the club cannon. That's right. Oh, my God. That was my thing. Yeah. So, dating, I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. What is, what is your dating life like currently? So I've, I've been single okay. for th- literally since I started music. I mean, people, people are like, dude, how have you made so many? I, I've, the amount of songs I've produced. Married to the game. I married the game. <laughs> yeah. I like 100 did. And I was like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to, if I'm going to make this happen, like I'm mm. going to have to sacrifice. Like nobody's going to understand that I have to live in the studio for like three days straight. Yeah. You know, guys are like, what the fuck? Like when it, can we go out to dinner? Okay, let's go, let's go to one, two, three, like yeah. on a Sunday. And I'm like, man, have fun. 
I have to go to the studio. I love that we're plugging all the local water and whole shout out one two three to three. One two three. Yeah, one two three is the best. The best. Would love a sponsorship. Right? It's okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> Not no a sponsor. Baby. There could be a sponsor. Yeah, you I know. know. Call yeah, me. Right? <laughs> um, we'll get Reed on that when he comes on. Yeah, right. We'll, we'll pressure. We'll <laughs> so when. You are, so you are single, you're married to the game, that's cute, but yeah, when you mingle, what path do you go, like, you know, are you, are you a mingler? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. I mean, no, for real, like, I, do, do people are like, oh, you know, Cassie's, she doesn't want to date anyone, that's not true, it's mm -hmm. like, everybody wants to be with someone, yeah. right, like, I want to, I want to to find the right guy. You, you know want to I mean? be loved. I want to be loved. Yeah. Who doesn't want to be loved? I don't want to be, yes, I want to be single forever. Yeah, you know, fuck that. Um, I want to travel. I don't want to travel alone. You know what I mean? Um, What's your dream man looking like these days? <laughs> my dream man, somebody who understands music. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's good. My dream guy is someone who understands what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and and maybe appreciates it. Okay, you know what I mean, because it's it just sucks. But but yeah, I know somebody that, dude. Listen, I've been he could be listening. The world. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys are so cute trying to set me up. Um, are you the type of person that could work with your significant other? Like you said, you yeah. need someone that's into music. Is it like an ideal scenario that you guys are like making projects together? Oh or? hell yeah! Yeah, someone for like Bismarck sure. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bismarck, I love you, man. If you came out of nowhere, right? Listen, fucking James Dean, get out of here. Bismarck is the best. Bismarck is gonna make some girl happy. Bismarck, the best. Bismarck fucks. I'm telling you, he's soul ever, dude. I want to see him. Listen, I was trying to, I was trying to hook him up. I was trying to hook him up. No, Bismarck doesn't hook up. People hook up with Bismarck. Bismarck does not hook up with people. Yeah. Get like, your shit straight. I'm like, I'm like, we went we went down to eleven this past weekend. And I'm like I'm like Bismarck. I'm gonna invite my you know yeah. we've got like we've got friends and he's Barbara like he's like sick. oh <laughs> he's like oh Cassie. I'm like dude. I just want to see you. Oh, he's like oh yeah. Cassie. No, that I'm just thinking about chocolate cake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> We, <laughs> Did you? Oh, we haven't done no, this no, no. episode. His episode comes out on Monday, and I said, "So, Bismarck, what's like? What's your inspiration when you look into a crowd of people just mesmerized by your music? Something really deep, right?" He goes, "I think about chocolate cake." I'm I like, swear oh. to God. I, no, swear to God. I said, "Chocolate cake, Bismarck." Like, what? Yeah, he's like, like some chocolate ice. He's like, yeah, and he, a cherry. Even some. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, even no. even some cheesecake, like a creamy cheesecake. I'm like, Bismarck. <laughs> Are you are you getting off right now? <laughs> what is going on? You know, <laughs> so funny. way too specific. Yeah. Way too specific. He couldn't be lying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so <laughs> specific. <laughs> That's like one of the things. He's so funny. Like I'll call him and I'll be like, because I'm crazy. I work yeah. nonstop and I'm crazy. I'm like Bismarck. Hey, what do you think about? Because I mean, everyone who does anything with me yeah. professionally knows that I'm like crazy when I work. Okay. I'm like I'm calling everyone all the time, right? And so I called Bismarck and he's like, Yeah, okay. And he's always ordering food. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. hold on, I'm in the drive-thru. <laughs> like, yeah. I love Bismarck. He's, he's, the so best. he's the best. So you guys have a project coming out soon, right? Tell us about that. Yeah, we've got Indie Artist is coming out. Um we we just talked about that. It's it, dude, it's 
It's a fire song, man. Yeah. I brought I brought a rapper on that is oh. independent and swear to God, like it just says, sounds like Eminem. Sick. I mean, he's awesome. So Cole. you got Biz ripping the sax? Yeah, so Bismarck's, Bismarck's got his sax on there. I kind of incorporated him. I just, I fit him into the part. I originally, the song didn't have a sax on it. I think it adds a real element, like mm. in the in the bridge specifically. So yep. I, um yeah, so I brought them in. We all, you know, it was like, listen, sh- let's just, let's like split the record and just fucking have fun with it, man. Cool. And so we did. Now, when you're a conductor, right? A producer, aka conductor of the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Conductor. So that's a good. When you yeah, have studio time, I'm getting the gist, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I think when, it was like quarterbacks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, listen, all the yeah, terms are sexy. They get a lot it. Of shit. Um, no, but when you conduct things and people come in for your studio time, right? Yeah. Are you like a chill conductor? Like you sit back, you let, you know, you little do rag do his thing. There is little do rag. That's a guy. No, no, no. It's a, he's a rapper. You ever heard of him? Um, no, let me check him out. Yeah, I didn't I didn't just pull that. But what I'm saying is a rapper, you know, he's doing his thing. You got Bismarck, chocolate cake, you know, just chilling. <laughs> I love it. Uh, or are you like, okay, here's how, how do you lay that whole process out? So there, so that's, that's a really good question it, it, because there are two types of producers. Mm. There is nothing chill about me in the studio. <laughs> I'm just going to okay. shoot it. I'm going yeah, yeah, yeah. to shoot it real fucking straight. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go into a studio, I'm there to make a fucking radio hit. Okay. Yeah. End of As story. As it should be, right? Yeah. yeah like, we're, we're like, it's, I am, I am neurotic when it comes to the details of the song, how we cut it, the sound, the, you know, who's laying what, what sounds are we like, you know what I mean? I'm fucking, I'm crazy. So are you at the end of the night when everything seems perfect? You're like, cut, take it's, again. Well, type it's, thing? Never, it's never, it's never, never it's always, there's just always going to, we're always going to tweak it, make okay. it a little better. You know, I'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, you know. In the editing process, that's where a lot of the like I call them tweaky tweaks. Yeah, so yeah, Cassie yeah. does a lot of tweakies <laughs> in tweaky the. T- yeah, I call them tweakies. Okay. So so there's a lot of tweakies that happen in the in the editing process, but um, but yeah, no, I mean especially in the studio because it's like you know, listen, you're you're in there for a certain amount of time and. Usually you're in there because, you know, you want to be on the good mic, you want, you know what I mean? Or, or you're taking advantage of the engineer being in there with you. And so it's like, it's like everyone's time is invested. Listen, if I had a studio in my own house, I mean, which I do, but like a studio that I bring people in, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, okay, if you're waking up at three in the morning to like lay something down, which happens all the time. I mean, I produce a lot of my music in the middle of the night. Like it's crazy. After just waking up, or no, after a night of being like, at a cool party, and then let's go drop some fire. Yeah, no, oh, okay, like yeah, yeah that's what no, I expected. Cra- yeah, no, it's crazy. Yeah, no, yeah. we'll like go, we'll go out for drinks, and then it's like I'll go home at eleven o'clock, and just you know, really, I try to go to bed, and then I'll come up with an idea, and I'm like, fuck. You I think the juice helps, or doesn't? You think a little bit? I'm of- not a big drinker. That's the that's the crazy thing. What's your vice? No, I mean music. That's music is my drug. It's crazy. Like even even P can tell you. I come to Kachina and it's like a Heineken. Yeah, that's, really? that's actually when very do you, true. When do you ever see me order shots? I wish I unless was like I'm that. buying shots wish. for other people. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you are a Heineken girl. I'm a Heineken girl. Wow. I'm one of those people. I'm real bad with names, but I can tell you what most when people they drink. drink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
And Pete's been Pete's known my my jam for years. Yeah. I'm a Heineken girl, and sure. and and I'll have like two, three, and and I'm fucking. I'll shut the fucking dance floor down. Okay, yeah. you know what I mean, like with your LED hat. Yeah. yeah. So you a little Straight dancer? Up. Hell yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. But Cassie I'm does good. it all. All I need, all I need, is good music. Now, if the DJ's not good, yeah. Uh, we have a problem. Okay. Right. Probably why you spend so much time at Kachina. We got a fire lineup. Exactly. Yeah, select you know? a Steve. Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Select a Steve. Yes. Steve's shout out Select a Steve. That's the only DJ I know. He hasn't been at Kachina in one, two, three in a minute, but yes, okay. shout yes. out Select a Steve. My yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, and and no, when we get a good DJ, like Rachel, she me a text. She's like, "Girl, you got a good DJ on Friday." I'm like, "Sweet." I'll <laughs> they, they I'll know what Cassie I'll likes. change my plan. Like, okay. Bismarck this weekend was like, "Hey, Gray's gonna be down at 11. I was like, "All right, let's go to eleven. Let's go." I follow the music. Sick. <laughs> now, is when you go to, I'm not. Uh, kicking a dead horse here but when you go to like dating are you an apps person or are you like i want to be fate i want to meet you in a bar romantically like are you no. actively pursuing any avenue or are you kind of like if it hits me in the face Dude, i'll take it i'm I, no like <laughs> it's like honestly i it's i'm online anything freaks me the fuck out okay I'll be honest with you. Like, I, you know, you don't know who you're meeting. 100%. You don't know who you're meeting. I've been very into, like, crime <clears throat> YouTube channels lately, and a very common denominator in a lot of these, like, missing women is talking to people on no, Tinder. Not. I swear yeah, to God, yeah. so many of them start with they were talking on Tinder. Yeah. I would not... I would never go on Tinder. You could not pay me to yeah. go on Tinder. Yeah, no, I'm not an online... No, for me, it's like... it's. I, I don't know. I always kind of, like... You know, listen, as a girl, I'm going to be a girl here for a hot second, yeah. right? Because somebody do. has to be the woman in the room, yeah. right? Yeah. So as a girl, it's like you want to be, be, be discovered okay. by someone. You know what I mean? It's like, it's Pay like, attention, men. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. We yeah, like no, this. I mean, it's, yeah, it's we like, like, <laughs> yeah, we like this. No, but I mean, like, you know, but the, the problem is, is when you work as much as I do, it's like, who's going to, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like your dream is like, oh my God, somebody's going to be like, dude, she works her ass off. You know, like she might be a good partner. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, I feel like you're defeating yourself before you even give yourself a shot, Cassie. That is true. Probably. All right. Probably. And the last thing I'll say on it is for yes. all the guys listening out there, oh you're at a bar, man. right? You're yes. vibing and you're eye fucking someone from across the bar. <laughs> all right. And we're all like, That's we laugh, right? Don't pick up we all, in we the all bar. know what eye fucking is. And I if you're creepy, do don't do it. Don't do that shit, right? <laughs> But if I you're eyeballing you. someone from across the bar, and we all know it, right? They'll give you like a cute smirk, right? Yeah. And they'll look back at their oh friend. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I, ne I never go home with guys from the bar. Like I'm, I'm not asking that, Cassie. I'm I saying, don't. how do you approach that situation? Actually, let me go back. I ha okay. Oh, James Dean Wait, Cassie's. Listen, my halo is a little crooked. Sometimes. Okay. Okay, but it's you know, yeah. in a, in a good way. So, um, are you like a? Do you think he should buy a shot from you from across the bar? That's always slick. Yeah, how do you make the first yeah, yeah. move? How do you make the first move as the guy? How do you receive the first move? No, I mean, listen, I think, you know, listen, I think people who are just real, you know, like someone who's just real. So you'd like, like the guy to come up to you and say, hey, I think you're yeah, beautiful. Yeah. What's your name? 
Yes. Okay. Like, like the one guy that I think I developed, you know, feelings for literally came up to me and he's like, you've got pretty eyes, mm. you know? And it, like, start. it started, it it started a country. <laughs> yeah. That would get yeah. me. I'd sign up for that one. You like crypto? I got two bitcoins. <laughs> <You got it>. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> no, the last thing you want to do is talk about money. I mean, with me, yeah. it's like, listen, the more you talk about your money when you're trying to pick me up, like the, I like I'm other way. Red flag. Red flag. I'll say this though, for dudes out there at bars trying to trying to you know meet your one, if she ain't making eye contact with you or like at least looking over your way, mm. it probably ain't gonna work out. No. You know Maybe saying? she's stoned, bro. I don't like making eye contact after I smoked. So you're going stoned to a bar to pick up dudes or girls? Uh, you know I'm, I'm definitely not going stoned to a bar to pick up dudes. <laughs> but. I'm saying if you're a chick, you know what I'm saying? Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> listen, you never know. What you do in your off time is your decision. I'm not trying to get canceled, but at the same time, no, listen, it's not my company. Yeah. I, agree, I agree with you. If it, Girls, listen, it, girls are definitely looking if they're interested. Hella, yeah, but there's right. also hella pressure on guys. Like, why can't girls walk up to dudes and be like, hey, I'm feeling girls, Your point was take the hint. If the vibe that you're putting out is not getting relayed back to you, but all, don't yeah, keep fucking pushing. There'll be yes. like a weird dude out there who'll be like yes. walk up to a girl and be yes. like, hey, I want to fuck you later. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yes. Yes. and we'll take that as like being a man and like a, you know, hot aggressive. And like, told that's you not I'd do it, bro. I told yeah. you I'd do it. Yeah. Like, that's not hot aggressive. You know, like if the girl's like looking down or the guy, whoever you are, all right, as you approach. Won't turn and face you. Yeah, and yeah. Like, oh, no, we're good. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, right? No, thanks. And that doesn't mean we you're not worthy. You know? I want to see the two of you in the bar now. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this would be amazing. My God, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, mean, we'll do it one day. Bo- you're, both, you're both taken. It makes it that much more fun. There's nothing to lose. Listen. If you were single, it would be great. We're not out there looking to bring fish home, right? We're not out there trying to catch, right? But sometimes you put a line in the water, you see if anything nibbles, right? Right? I ain't even pulling up on the line, but we're, we got bait in the water, you know? Oh not in an aggressive way. Not in an aggressive way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love how my guy friends keep my life so interesting, you know? dude. I, I lo- I, I, my guy friends make my world go round. And sometimes it's so funny because, like, I go out now and I don't have any stress in the world. Like, I have the love of my life. I'm not trying. But it's almost funny, like, playing the game from a different perspective, right? Because Mm -hmm. I have no, like, ulterior motive, you know? So I'll go out there and be like, yo, so what are you doing here tonight? And the girl will be like, I'm literally just for a friendly conversation. And she'll be expecting me to try to go down some avenue. Like, no, like, what are you, like, what's your plan? Like, what are you doing here tonight? (laughs) Like, like, why are you actually here, you know? Um, Oh, my God. So so what I'm saying is to guys out there, read the room, understand where you are if a girl's eyeballing you walk up to her and say hey yeah, how you doing you know and if she's got you on pay no mind take the hand that's right that's alone. right that's right yeah. um but even if a girl's out with her girlfriends in my opinion if she's feeling the vibe she will leave her girlfriends and go hang out with you like or like talk to you specifically you know what i'm saying if she's yeah if she's if she's really into you 100 like you'll 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 know you know what I mean? There won't be a question. So. All right, so I'm embarrassed to say this. I try to avoid doing this on almost every episode we've ever recorded. Talk to me. I've got to pee so bad. So we don't have to stop the podcast, go. but i got to pee so bad. Go, go, go. You know what, Pete? I'm not going to stop the podcast. Pete, Pete is hysterical. <laughs> oh, my God, he's hysterical. My next question to you, because we're going to keep rolling, because yeah, that's the way we do yeah, things. Yeah, I keep forgetting we're filming. Um, you are... Out for uh, a Kona ice cream, right? Ooh, okay. What ice cream are you getting? What ice cream am I getting? What's your oh go-to ice cream choice? God. Dude, there's so many. Like, you don't have a go-to? <sighs> 
Well, see, it changes. I like to like, I like to keep everything on shuffle apart from like my relationship, right? <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> my relationship is like a constant. Okay. Everything else, I just... Um, so you go with the flow? Like, what, like, what yeah. does that mean? No, I go with like the flow. Like a mint chocolate chip? Like, like what Yeah, are- like, like I'll, I'll go through it. Like, yeah. You know, like maybe one trip to the store, I'll buy coconut whatever, right? And then... The what is next, that? Wait, wait, wait. I don't know. What do you mean? There's coconut ice I'm cream? I have coconut lately. I don't know why. Yeah, there's coconut ice cream. There's, um, yeah, or, or I'll... T- like, listen, chocolate is always chocolate. Chocolate's always a winner. Okay. Anything chocolate. Like who you'll go to who doesn't like chocolate? A lot of people. I don't think Pete likes chocolate, but Pete's weird. He doesn't, yeah, doesn't eat cheese, Pete. you know? What? Yeah. Like oh, who doesn't like God. cheese? Who doesn't like cheese and chocolate? Um, so <laughs> That's funny. tell me now you have a child, a son or daughter? Daughter. Okay. And how old is she? Little girl. She's not. Okay. Kinley. Kinley? Kinley. I love that name. Thank you. I got it from the word kind. Okay. K-I-N-L-I-E is how I spell it. Okay. So I-E like her mommy. (laughs) Okay. I like that. Yeah. No, she's awesome. And she's like a little person. Oh, she is. Yeah. No, she's a little person. She's she's so amazing. I mean, like, you know, even my friends... I mean, even Pete will tell you, like, even my guy friends, they're like, Kat, your daughter is amazing. Like, everybody loves Kim. Is she a mini-me to you? She is, she is a mini. I mean, I think she's better than me, yeah, <laughs> of yeah, course. Yeah. But she's, uh, no, she is. She's, like, my total mini-me. And she lives with you the whole time? It's 50-50. Yeah, it's yeah. 50-50. But you know what? It's like it's like we, we really work with each other. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like, if I have to travel... To, you know, like the, we, we've just, we're so flexible with each other. It's, it's honestly, it's the perfect scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just, we work with each other. I know a lot of people don't have that luxury, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, no, we've always just kind of been 50, 50. And then if I need to travel, he takes her. If he needs to travel, I'll take her. You know what I mean? Like we help each other out with stuff. Welcome back. My apologies. Listen, yeah, <laughs> we might keep it in. We might not. We'll see. We'll see <laughs> Um, we'll leave it up to you. Yeah, right. yeah, right. Are you a pet person? I have a I have a puppy. Yes. What type of dog? I it's a white lab. Okay. Coconut Coco. She's been wow. to Kachina. Okay. Really? Trish and Rachel Sick. love it. Yeah. I, as a puppy, can she hang? Now she. Oh yeah. No. I mean, listen. Lucky had her take like in in the in the place by the Sick. DJ when she okay. was little. Yeah. No. Um. She's too big for Kachina now, mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, but do you yeah. know Cisco? Yeah, why do I know like that the butter? Can, well, no, okay. no, Isn't that Chris yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cis, Cisco is this guy, the good friend of mine that used to come to Kachina he, all the time. He was always there. What happened to him? I don't know. It's a good question. I got to reach out. He's an art dealer. Yeah, um, but he used to bring his dog to Kachina and wear it around his neck, <laughs> almost like a scarf, where the dog would just be slumped, like. <clears throat> Wrapped around his neck on really? his shoulders, you know, like head over here, ass yeah, yeah, yeah. over here. And he just walk around like wearing his dog like a scarf. No and shit. And he loved it. He doesn't, I don't know if he lives here anymore. I haven't yeah, seen I reach him. Out. He's the homie. I haven't seen him in years. Good guy. Cisco. Yeah, I don't, I don't know him well, but I remember yeah, the he dog. He used to wear his so. dog scarf. Yeah. Would you ever switch where you live for your pet now that you have one, right? So say you live in an apartment and they're like, okay, we allow no more dogs. Oh, I see where you're going with yeah, this right. now. Me, oh. me and Pete were talking about it. Okay. All right, there's an article that came out that said millennials 
are picking their houses based off of their pets, not their children. And shout out to Rachel. We've talked about Rachel a couple times in this podcast. She's the manager at Kachina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rachel's the one who posted this article that I got. Really? Yeah, yeah. Shout out Rachel. Rachel's awesome. I love that girl. Rachel, I love you. She already knows that. But it was crazy to me to see that, like, people are really taking their pets as, like, their number one. And I get it to a certain extent. Like You're going to be a dog dad soon, right? Yeah. See, to me little Italian, like, thing. Like, to me, it's a pooch. Like, it's a, you know. It's a pooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, a, like, it's, like, it's a dog. Like, I pet it when I get home, you know. Yeah. I'll take it out when it needs to go out. It's but not it's your a, companion. But it's though. a dog, you know. I'm not going to, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, make out with it when I get home and let him lick my legs <laughs> for, like, 20 minutes, you know. And I get it. Like, some people... Like they're com- not companion, yeah, but like they're like, they're like members yeah. of the family. What? Yeah, That's what like, I'm saying. Yeah. Growing up for me, it was like you, you walk in the door, you pet the dog, and you go sit down on the couch. You yeah. know, it was like that. So I could not imagine uh, changing my whole life around for a pet. Yeah. I understand though how some people pets are their lot. You know. I think it's just, I think it's different from uh, it's different for everyone. You 100%. know what I mean? Like I, I, you know. I don't know. I can't really, I can't really like comment on that because it's, it's so, you know, I have people in my life that live and breathe by their pets. And then I have other people in my life that like breed dogs and it's like a business. So are you still renting a room? Are you in a house or an apartment? No. Yeah. I don't, I don't rent the house up on North end anymore. I, um, I have a house now. I I own a house. Yeah. With a yard, um, over in, um, so so area. So that you have that space for your. I have now. that space. If yeah, you were yeah, gonna yeah. have to move and relocate, is that something you're taking into consideration? Like I need a yard for the dog. I would. I would have to. Yeah. I'm I mean, a yard. Yeah. I, you know, it's like I. I couldn't go into an apartment. Right. Yeah. That's the question. Okay. I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. So this article was basically making the point that millennials are literally buying houses. Because it's, they've got this pet and they're like, I need, he needs a yard. He needs the best yeah. life. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I can see that. I can see I can that. See it too. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, so you know I'm a new dog dad. Yeah. And that was her yeah. point of posting she it. She goes, I'm one though. of them. Yeah. Yeah. She needed that. Yeah, that, that's right. probably, yeah. I'm I, mean, to, I mean, okay, so I live in an apartment. I've got a four-year-old yeah. Dalmatian and he's a big boy. He's like 80 pounds probably. I see pictures. So cute. He's yeah, the best dog ever. But he also seems extremely content in our apartment. You know, like there doesn't seem to be. But he, he ain't never seen it. nothing else, bro. He ain't ran, ever run, ran in the prairies, That's you know, true. and like. Uh, well, okay, so he used to live at JoJo's mom's house where they have a backyard. <laughs> Bad, uh, bro. You take him to the dog park a lot. He's a social dog. He's such a social dog. Yeah. He'll go up, give licks, chill. Yeah, yeah. Is he a barker? <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, okay, so he used to literally not be a barker at all. Yeah. Like, he didn't bark. Yeah, 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 But then when me and JoJo first started dating, she let Bruce go live with her mom for a little bit because, okay. like, she didn't want to just immediately make it, like, a, if you're dating me, my dog yeah, comes, yeah, yeah. too. Right. And her mom has dogs as well, so he had, like, friends and shit over okay. there. Okay. But those dogs at her mom's house are little yappers, you know, they yeah, bark yeah, at yeah, fucking yeah. everything. And so when he came back after doing his little stint at mom's house... He became a barker. Really? Where he's not like a. He, he learned the habit. He learned the bad mm-hmm. habit, right? So mm-hmm. when people come over, I usually ask him not to knock because that's yeah. like the only thing that triggers it. Sets someone it off, someone yeah. at the door makes him bark. Otherwise, he doesn't bark. He doesn't bark at other dogs. Like if I'm well, walking him and good. there's other dogs in the neighborhood, he wants to go say hi so bad. Yeah. To the point where it almost scares the other dog owners because Bruce isn't a small dog. You know, he's a very friendly and loving dog, but yeah. he's a big boy. And he wants to like run full speed at the next <laughs> dog he sees. 
But then he like hits the brakes and it'll like slide a few inches yeah, yeah, yeah. and then just like sniff the dog and lick it. You know, he's not gonna do anything crazy. That's so But cute. it's a scary sight to see him running full speed. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not a little dog, you know. Are you what percent positive that dogs talk to each other? Um, okay. Positive. A hundred percent. I think so, yeah. I'm one hundred on that. Really? I, I the neighbor's dogs legit. They they communicate Got with to. coconut. How do you know they communicate? I'm telling you, man, they know what they're saying to each other. Is it like a hey, I know I know who you are, or like a what's up? What'd you do today? I think it's more like, hey, this is an alarm, or hey, we're gonna say hello, mm-hmm. or hey, Okay, do you so have I think this is what you're saying. Do you think that they have a language where they're like making small talk, or is it just a territorial like so you yeah. know I'm I think here, it's an or is that a word? Thing. Is it's, it a word that they're saying, or is it just a noise like, they're making? Piss here, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's an inflection thing. Like, what's that mean? Like inflection, meaning like if it's like, like a talk? short. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 I mean, it's like how are they barking? If it's short and loud, okay. like alarm. If it's yeah. like uh, you know, I Territorial. think they do, yeah, how you doing? I think they yeah. I'm pretty convinced that Bruce understands what me and JoJo are saying. Bullshit. I swear to God. You're this guy now? Okay, dude, and I'm not like... He understands my feelings. He knows when I had a bad day, not, you know? Okay, well, okay. I won't go there because you're already roasting it. I'm yes. not. I'm fucking yes. roasting it, Pete. Yeah. Dude, he knows when you're sad. He'll but snuggle also, up. Oh I'll talk God. shit about him sometimes, like sort of... Oh, my thing. God, and you're kidding me. he fucking knows You're a bitch. No way. He'll get in my face and go... And then fucking go and walk on the other side of the room like... Get he out of here, Pete. knows I was talking shit. No, That's goodbye, dope. done, see you later. There's no, no fucking way your dog understands when you're talking shit, Pete. He has a, a very constant reaction. No when I talk shit. way. <laughs> like, he'll give you a side eye. Dogs give side eyes. Oh, Bruce is foot. such a side eye. He <laughs> really? side eyes the fuck out of everybody. Listen, but and I'm going to... Okay, so let's let's have a conversation this for me, then. Oh. If you can teach a dog what lay down and, fe- and all these other commands that are words Correct. and you can make them understand, Correct. why could he not understand when okay. I say, Bruce smells like shit? <laughs> well, here's up. I have a very simple answer to your simple ass question, Pete. When you hear like "roll over," dog thinks, "Okay, roll over" corresponds with me spinning my ass on a rollover. Corresponds with me getting a treat. Sweet. <laughs> Whenever you say "bark," correlates with me roof. I get a treat, right? I don't think when you say, hey, JoJo had a shitty day, this tattoo guy fucking sucked, and, you know, I'm just pissed. Bruce goes, oh, me too. Yeah, totally relate. I think he was like, nothing had to do with treats, so I'm thinking about, you know, butterflies. You know, like, I don't think he correlates. He has commands, so every dog knows commands. You just don't understand because you're not a dog I'm not a dog dad. And listen, every dog person will say... You never understand until you get one of your own. Yeah, I get we'll it. Have this I get it. Again in twelve months. No, like, I get my dog. I get a, a puppy in a month. About how his name is Bruce, though. That's yes. a sick name. Let's have a best real conversation. This is such a good best, best name ever. One of my best that friends. Was judges, I can't take Bruce. credit there. That's it's a sick. Oh, my, one of my best friends has had two pugs in his life, one named Jeff, one named Stu. And that's, oh uh, you can't beat oh that. My, my next one might be James Dean after this. Oh, that was a good name. You dirty dog. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I met him. He told me his name was James Dean. I was like, no. It's had to be a turn on. Uh, Loki turn on. That's a red flag right there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you both know of what? your first names. You know what? It's funny. He went by <laughs> Dean. <laughs> he, went, he went by Dean. His name was James Dean, but he went Wait, by Dean. Wait, did he go, I'm and Dean. James Dean? No, no, no. And it's so funny. And, you know, this is what I love about my guy friend. Right, yeah, so yeah. I have. So I don't know if Rudy's listening, but Rudy is a good guy friend of mine. Yeah. Shout, out to Rudy. Shout out to Rudy. Shout out to Rudy. 
I'll make him listen. So Rudy, Rudy, you know, is in town and he comes over and I'm, I'm dating Dean at the time and, and Dean, James Dean. (laughs) And he had filled, basically he had sent, I don't even know how many hundreds of long stemmed roses to my house. Right. And so I had, and it, you know, no one, no one's ever done that. I've had, so Mm -hmm. I had like my whole house was filled with roses. A little over the top, a little over the top. Okay. So yeah, no, so listen, like I just fucked another girl. Here's 50,000 roses. No, no, for real. Not, not to, no, not to put you that situation on you. No, 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 I know. And he hadn't done that. Well, he was also in the flower business. So I mean, okay. okay, okay, So anyway, but anyway, Rudy comes over and he, he walks in the house and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, Rudy, you're not going to believe this. And he walks in and Rudy, like <laughs> dead face, right? Like zero motion military guy, right? Rudy walks in and I'm like, yeah, can you believe it? They're like all over the house. And Rudy just looks around and he's like, yeah. He's like, well, okay. The first thought I have is, do you have any idea what your house is going to smell like in Oof. about three days? Oh, really? <laughs> Like That's Gassy, a practical Gassy, thing. Gassy, let me tell you how bad 500 roses, dead roses smell. Oh, like, <laughs> oh shit. And I started laughing and he's like, yeah, he's like, he's definitely compensating for something. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, no, I don't know. Anyway, but James Dean was out of the picture about a month after, after that. that. So, and Rudy was Listen. like, man, I told you. I told you. <laughs> no shade to James. He might be a great guy. I made a bad decision. I have yeah, no clue, right? I, he won't be listening. Um, it was a cool flex, though, James. It was a cool yeah. flex. Yeah. Yeah. I get where your head was at. But you're <laughs> telling me, like, at least my girl, at least, if I sent 500 roses one day, she's thinking, what did he do? What? Yeah, what did he do? yeah it's a little sketch. Yeah. A little sketch. So. I mean, listen, it's a, you know, listen, it's a life. For him, that was a lot. You know, it was mm. a lot. You know, it depends on, you know, I don't yeah. know. People get stuff <laughs> like that all the time. I don't, but, you know. Yeah. My last question uh, yes. to you, Cassie, would yes. be if you were talking to either you, the 21-year-old version of yourself or a 21-year-old looking to not go down the corporate path but to start music, what would be their first step and what would your advice to them be? Um, listen to your heart. Okay. Honestly. Like it, it all it all just stems back to what do I love in life in terms of what do I love to do, mm-hmm. what, you know, the who and and that goes beyond what I do for a living. That, that I've realized now at this stage of my life, it actually extends on to who I surround myself with. Mm. You know, I've been friends with a lot of people just to be friends with them, but I didn't really, you know what I mean, feel the friendship with them. And it's it's like you know, don't waste your time. With transactional relationships, yeah, That's you know what I mean. It's it. no transactional relationships. It's like you know, I want to be friends with you so you could help me X. You know, just yeah, be a fucking good person or, or friends with someone that that you know doesn't doesn't show you friendship back. Yeah. My or, brain went to friends with benefits, but I knew that was the wrong, wrong, <laughs> the wrong yeah, phrase. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was trying to think of what yeah. the right one was. Yeah, that was I good. Know, right? yeah. No, but I mean, it's it's so crazy. It's so so. It's like you know, I've shed a lot from my life. Yeah lately over the past year or two, you know, my, my phone doesn't ring as much as it used to five years ago, but I'm happier, you know, like what did Drake just say in the album? I've been losing friends and gaining peace. That's right. Oh man. Shout out to Jay-Z. Shout out to Jay-Z. That was 
so good. Yeah. You liked his album? Yeah. Oh my God. His yeah. album's dope. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. No, but I mean, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's like the quality. Yeah. I'm all about quality now. It's like, it's like if, you know, like I, I look at my friends now, my friendships and I'm like, dude, this is a solid friend of mine. Yeah. You know, like, like a Bismarck. It's yeah, like, yeah, dude, yeah. that's a solid human being. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Super so, solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll find your, your circle will get smaller, but it will be more pure and more quality people. Yeah, and people and that's that really how you clear, succeed yeah. in life. Correct. Dude, when you start eliminating the bullshit, right. it's like, oh my God, like you accomplish so much more. Yeah. It's like, and I think just your quality of life goes up too. Yeah. Like, why maintain the drama? Why yeah. get into that? You know, and like, Nah. Just doesn't do anything beneficial for People you. always think that like yeah. doing more is better, but sometimes doing less is better. You know what I'm saying? And like it's like do less, haha, like that's a funny term, but like just sometimes do less, be around less people, be focused on less goals, focusing on one, yeah, honing on one, yeah, you know, focus on particular friends and, and any cut out the noise of all the bullshit in the world and focus in and tone in on what you want. Yeah. And it's you, crazy. When I started cutting out the noise in my yeah. life. Dude, the amount of shit that I got done, yeah. I was like, my life changed. Yeah. I mean, it's it makes perfect so sense what both of you guys are saying because that what you just said was just focus, you know, yeah, over yeah, and yeah, over yeah. again, yeah. and then cutting out the noise. And those two things go hand in hand. Correct. You know? Like, how hard is it to focus if you have some random shit Correct. going on in the yeah. back of your head? Or in, you yeah. know, it, 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 it makes perfect sense. You know, it's a clear path that you just. You, And people are going to say, well, you, you're going to change or you've changed. That's the fucking point of life. It's to change and it's to grow and it's to blossom. Love you. The people that will understand that change. Well, not only understand it, but embrace Embrace it. They'll be like, they'll be like, oh man, you know, like Pete, Pete, you know, doing his tattoo yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was like, like I saw that when I saw that, cause I learned that on social media. Right. I didn't know that you did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I realized that you weren't in the same role with the liquor distribution. Right. Working for Southern wine and spirits. Yeah. Yeah. You had made the jump. And I was like, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, he's obviously that's always been a passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I, you know, like you, I feel like the people that deserve, and you know what, those are the people that are your day ones. Yeah. And you know what, when shit gets really fun and you get successful, you need to I, bring those people along. Yeah. You get to bring those people on that ride with you. Yeah. And how fucking awesome is that? Like yeah. Bismarck, you know, we got this opportunity to, to potentially perform out in LA. We didn't end up getting it, yeah. but we got, we got far yeah. in the competition. And I, I told Bismarck, I was like, Bismarck, dude, if I take that stage in front of 18,000 people, you're damn straight. You're going to be up there with me. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like without a doubt. Yeah. So, well, please plug yourself real quick. If someone wants to listen to any of the music you produced or find more about yeah, what you do, yeah, yeah, where yeah. could they find you? Yeah, so I'm on all the platforms. Okay. You know, um, I, I think a favorite is Spotify. I think everybody's kind and of. And that's at Cassie shift. Moore. Cassie Spell Moore. Spell your name for me. C A S S I E M O O R E. Okay. And we'll put that um, in the description too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you can search the music Cassie Moore. I also have. People don't realize I have multiple artist names. So mm-hmm. I've got Cassie Moore, and then I also. Um, it's a trademark. Our label. Our label did. Um, in the IC classes of music, but here to play, H E A R T O P L A Y. So 
Here to Play is an artist name that I created for collaborations on my production side. Okay. So anything that I co-produce, that was an, that was an area. So a lot of people, everything Cassie Moore, I produce myself, right? Anything under my own artist name, I'm producing Mm -hmm. anything under here to play here to play. I, I love, I wanted to be able to team up and co-produce. I think when you co-produce songs, it just fucking, it's cool. You know what I mean? So Simia was a co-production project. Um, so I have here to play. And then my third artist name is more music, which is the label and more music is basically just kind of highlighting the production work for things like film and, and other areas to be announced down the road. So yeah, it's crazy. So well, Cassie, I think what you're doing is amazing. Thank you. And I think the path guys. and trajectory you're going on, yeah. I think you're going to be unstoppable. Um, I appreciate that. Guys, you've seen Cassie firsthand in her story. It's proven that, A, there's never a time that's too late to to pursue your goals. You're young yet. Yeah. But you could you could pursue them at any age. B. Yeah. I think that is a huge point huge that I almost point. want to highlight. Yeah. You know, like you were saying earlier that there's like societal rules Correct. that you feel like there are. And that's another one that I feel like there is where a lot of people feel like, being at our age, you know, 25, 26, I'm 26, I can't change. You're supposed to have everything figured out. Just yeah. what people think, you know? You're at, supposed to know your career. Yeah. At 26, I was dancing on the bar. That's what I'm me? saying. Like, that's you know? the thing, you that, know? Should, that was before I was successful. Yeah. Enough, man. I mean, I was like, I was an actress in LA. Yeah. That's a whole nother. Listen, I was living a totally different life. Okay. Exactly. That's what yeah. yeah. I was living a totally different life two years, years ago, ago yeah. you know, without yeah. even a clue that there was this other path in front yeah. of me. So I guess my point in all that is, is there's probably a lot of people our age around this time in their life that have just spent four, five, six years in college, spending a ton of money getting this degree, doing a career that they feel like they have to do because that's what they just invested all this time and money into doing. Yeah. But they're not passionate about it and they don't love it and they don't see themselves doing this for the next 25 years until they retire. Yeah. And the point that I'm trying to make is it's not ever too late to change your mind and just pursue what you said in the beginning, follow Dude, your passion. Dude, go for it. You have one chance to right. live on the planet. Like I realized I woke up and I was like, you know, and, and here's the beautiful thing. Like I learned from CEO friends of mine in Atlanta that are just huge right now. So I look up to them. Right. And, and one of them looked at me and said, this was over a business dinner was like, Cassie, the best advice I can give to you is be friends with people of all age groups mm-hmm. from uh, children all the way up to age 90. That's how you like grow as perspective. a person. Perspective. Perspective. You learn things from people that are ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You teach things to people behind you. There's so like your world will be full if you have friends of all ages. Right. Yeah. And so I, I really like took that. And so that's why like I have young friends. I have friends that are older. I like, and it made me realize it was like, fuck age, man. Like I, if I want to do it in life, like I, I am not going to die in this world, in this life and say, God, I wish I had done that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm just going to go fucking do it now. Age is really just a number. It's like about execution. (laughs) I was the GM of Cucino when I was 19 years old. That doesn't even make Dude, sense. Zero sense. Even, I can't even. Yeah. Nineteen. I was Sexy in college. Riding up on a bike. I was in college. Yeah. I was such. I was. I was probably. Yeah. I was like 
fake ID. Mm-hmm. I just want I, not to drink, but to get in the club where yeah. the good DJ was. Just fucking let me in. I don't even want to order alcohol. Yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so I mean, it's it's crazy. So you know, I think I think once you hit a certain age, or once I hit a certain age, it was like. I'm done. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to do this and I don't, I don't really, you stop caring what people think. That's like the ultimate flex. I feel like it is. And dude, it's crazy because like you think you don't care in your thirties, but you secretly still kind of care. Right. When you hit 40, you don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't care if the whole town doesn't fuck understand. It yeah. Like, no, it is. It's like, fuck I don't know. And that's what I had learned from people that were yeah, older yeah. than me. But I was like, nah, I always kind of care what people think. And then at 40, I was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm going to go make music. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. Come yeah, to the concert. Right. I'm yeah. all good with that. <laughs> And I'm sure you're you're happier in your quality of life as well. Oh, absolutely. Dude, I'm so happy absolutely. now. I'm so happy. And then, you know what? The people in my life and the people that I gravitate towards, young. And I mean, listen, I have 20. I have 20. I, some of my best friends are 25. Yeah. And they totally get it. And I just, and I love that. So I have, I still have my best friends are of all ages. Yeah. It's cool. Well, you got two friends right here. That's thank right. Thank you. Yeah, That's no, this right. was fun. Cassie, you are awesome. Thanks, guys. Guys, thank you for watching, viewing, listening, and subscribing. If you have not hit that button, please do. We broke 100 subs. We broke today. 100 fucking subs. So, yeah. guys, we are growing. <laughs> we are really excited about this path we're going on oh, yeah. and being able to tell you stories of people around this area who are doing really amazing things. This is Cassie, guys, and this is the Thanks, Millennial guys. Mentality Podcast. Peace. Peace. Peace.